Yo, what is up, Steppers? It has been a long time. I think the last time we released one was in like June or something, but I don't know. But this is the Directed Steps podcast. My name is Dylan Tuttle, your host. Based on Proverbs 69, this is a heart of a man plans his ways, but the Lord directs his steps. So, of course, you guys know the question. Would you rather be stepping in your own steps or would you rather be stepping in the Lord's steps? So today I got good buddy of mine <laughs> yeah he's, he's smiling because he, he's got the he's got the gist of it he can't he can't he can't contain it uh you you guys know i moved i had one podcast um with my new church fam and yeah this is my good buddy justin Yo. and you want to say what's up to the people what's going on people who are you uh i'm justin he said i'm but, justin <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So me and Justin, I've been uh, talking to him, but been like, yo, I want to get you on this thing. And we've been working at this for a long time. We've been talking about it for a long time. Uh, man, I've just been busy, um, you know, just doing uh, all sorts of different types of uh, work, mm-hmm. ministry work, uh, traveling, doing a whole bunch of different stuff. But um, I asked Justin, I was like, hey, man, what do you want to talk about? And he was like, man, I don't know. <laughs> You're like, what do you want to talk about? And I was like, I was like, I don't know. But uh, I think he has a pretty cool testimony on uh, service and uh, being a servant. And so I know Justin has a little little story on, you know, how he got called into being a servant, how God has called him into ministry uh, and how God has been using him in that unique way. And um, yeah, do you want to give like a little short, like two minute, like, yo, like how did, how did you, you know, how'd you come to know Jesus? What, 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 what's your little spiel? So. I grew up in a single family home. My dad left when I was like five. I'm the middle kid. We lived in Chanute. You know, my family, my mom and my dad moved around a lot before I was even two that age. But uh, then we settled in Chanute somehow. Crazy. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. <laughs> I don't know why God brings people here. I mean, hey, there's something going on. It's God's, God's on the move. Man. But uh, anyhow, yeah. So I was probably, I mean, I, we didn't my mom didn't attend church. Like we didn't, we didn't come up going to church or anything. So I was probably 15, 16 years old when I met who is now my wife, Mm. uh, her family, you know, raised her in the church. And so how long y'all been together? Uh, we've been married for 15 years. That's good. That's a long time. Anyhow, her family goes to church, had gone to church. So she was raised in the church. So I started attending with her. And then, um, I mean, that's how I came to know the Lord, like just Mm. being around the church, being around people who were Christians, seeing what God does in people's lives. And then you met Nick. And then, yeah, that was, that was years down the road. So, I mean, I came to know God. I got baptized here at First Baptist. And then that was kind of like what I like to call my get out of hell free card. There you go. And so, uh, (laughs) yeah, like went right back into the life of drinking drugs, you know, like all of it. He ain't read Romans six. (laughs) <laughs> you know, I was inventing new ways to sin. That's yeah, sure. He was inventing them, yeah. creating uh, new ones. Yeah, and so, uh, anyways, like in my late th- in my late twenties, um, I felt God moving. He's like, "Hey, man, like you need to get more involved." Mm. I was like, "I don't even know what that looks like." So, still living crazy. Yeah, still living crazy. Haven't mm. stopped anything. Anyways, yeah, Nick and Amy moved here. Nick bought this house, and I'm a carpenter. And so, mm. my mother in law is like, "Hey." You should go see what you can do. See if you can help him out, get this house, you know, restored or remodeled, whatever. Yeah. I was like, all right. So I go over there and I was high the whole time I was working on his house. Dang. Like, Uh-oh. I mean, he knew it. He hey, knew it. I have uh, a similar story. And so we're working on his house and and he's like, hey, uh, we're getting ready to start up our new, uh, new season of youth group. He's like, my wife and I have prayed about it. We want you to help out. Mm. And I was like, man, 
Look, like, <laughs> I was like, I burned down three trees just today. I was Dang. like, you don't want me around these kids. And he was like, no, you know, actually, hey, we prayed about it. I just want to mention for my church people out there that don't know what blowing down trees is, um, <laughs> it, it ain't good. It, it ain't good. good. It, it ain't good. good. No. So, yeah, he was like, look, as long as you're not, you know, smoking around the kids or smoking with the kids, whatever. It's like, you come serve. Just mm. help me out and just be around. I was like, all right. So I was like, I don't know, man. Like, let me think about it. So I was at home and it's the middle of winter, right? It's like right at Christmas time. And we have this gas well at our house and that's what heats our house up. Mm. And we ran out of gas in that gas well. Like it, the well needed pulled, needed a resurface. Servicing on it is like, I mean, it's like 1500 bucks. Like mm. between 1000 and 1500 bucks to have this well serviced every time it goes down. And so I'd been trying to call the guy that pulls it. Like I'd been trying to call him for like a week and I couldn't find a phone number for him. Mm. I didn't know how to get a hold of this guy. And he, he owns property all around mine. So I was like, well, hopefully I'll run into him, you know, on the road or something. I hadn't even seen this guy. Yeah. So I'm sitting there at the end of my bed and I'm praying. And I'm like, God, like, I don't know what's going on right now. Like I can't heat my house. I can't get a hold of this dude. I don't know what to do. It's like, if you want me in this youth ministry thing, like, just, you know, give me some kind of sign, like, tie it to this. I don't know, man. Mm. Like, whatever it looks like, God, make it look like that, and I'll do it. Mm. And I got up off my bed, and I walked to the other end of my house, and this random phone number calls me. Bro. I answered the phone, and I'm like, hello? And he's like, hey, this is so-and-so. I was just calling. I know it's getting cold. I wanted to check on your well and see how it was doing. Yeah. I was like, man. Like, I've wanted to get a hold of you for like a week now. Like, yeah, <laughs> I haven't seen you. I was like, I don't oh, have your number, so nothing. And he's like, he's like, what are you doing today? I was like, nothing. And he's like, I'll be out in 20 minutes. Comes out, we pull my well. We, we put like, we put probably $300 worth of pipe back in this thing. Hmm. And he was like, we got done. I was like, all right, man. Like, you know, we're kind of broke right now. Yeah. Like, we'll make payments. He's like, no, actually, you know, we're good. Wow. He's like, he's like, we'll catch up. We'll catch up sometime. Like, and he called you. He, yeah, he just called me like so, hey. out of the blue. Like, Hey, you know, I know you got that gas. Well, how's it, how's it doing? Yeah. Uh, not, it's not, man. That's how it's doing. That's crazy. Yeah, no, it's, it's really crazy how sometimes, you know, especially when, you know, you're new in the faith or, uh, you know, you're asking God, uh, in desperation, like how he can come through in like these crazy ways. I know I've, I've had a, a similar experience like that and man, it, it's, it's really unique. Um, because you know Jesus calling your name, mm-hmm. you know he and he he wanted you and he wanted to show, like hey I'm knocking at your door, yeah, here I am. It's up to you to answer. That's right. And so I don't know. Uh, I think one of those verses that kind of breaks down, like you know, how how are we God's kid? What what are one of those things? You know, a sign. Uh, I think Second Corinthians five twenty one. I think this just breaks down the gospel perfectly. Uh, for our sake, He made Him to be sin, so He took our place on the cross, right? Who knew no sin, He was sinless he was the one who paid for it mm-hmm. he could pay for it um if he was a, if he did sin uh he couldn't have paid for it because it needed to be a perfect sacrifice uh so that in him we might become the righteousness of god and you know god called you in that season just saying hey you're going to be the righteousness of god because of not what you did but because of what he did yeah, on the cross and so yeah man just beautiful just beautiful so i think this is kind of a heated question uh first question as we get into the interview about uh becoming a servant uh, in ministry and wherever you are in life. What did you think about the church before you became 
uh, a believer. Like, yeah, <laughs> like this is this is where it gets you know spicy. You All know? right. So, <laughs> what do you think about what do you think about the church people? What do you think about the church folk? Before, before and you didn't grow up in the church, like yeah, really. yeah I didn't grow yeah. up in the church. So before I even like decided to join the church, before I decided to get baptized, any of that stuff. Well, before I before the spirit got a hold of my life, yeah. You know, I didn't think much about church people. Like, why would I? I wasn't around the church. Like, you know, the people in a small town, no one wants to admit to being a Christian because they're scared of the way mm. that other people are going to look at them. Mm. Because no one takes more scrutiny in a small town than someone who identifies as a Christian. That's true. Because you're out there doing dirt. And when you're doing dirt, and you're they see to look you. a certain type of way. Yeah. 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 Because you'd be in the bar and uh-huh. you're like, oh, you're the dude that goes to church. You're exactly. Like, you're like, what? So, man, the first time I stepped foot in this church, I saw some dudes that, like, I'd kicked it with before. Yeah. And I was like, yeah what you're like what are y'all doing here <laughs> and so i was like i mean you know i walk in the door i'm like man like there's a bunch of hypocrites here yeah like these people are like professing christ but they live in the same t- type of way that i'm living mm. you know so for a long time i was like man like there's only hypocrites in here that i see at the bars on the weekends mm. or see at the parties or you mm. know a couple dudes that have i've hooked up on a couple of different occasions yeah. uh oh <laughs> And, and then the other p- type of people I saw in here were like um, business people, like people who own their own business or like they're yeah. prominent people in our community that, it, from my opinion, they were just coming here mm. so that they had a certain type of look to the community. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I think I definitely relate to that because I didn't grow up in a church either. And I think, um, man, I would just, especially in high school, high school mm-hmm. the most. Um, cause I had Christian friends and I would see them at the parties that I was at and I would be like, yo, you are like, this is not, this is, are you being Christ-like? I was, I would even joke. I'd be like, I'd be like, is that what Jesus would do? And then as I became a believer, uh, and I became more, uh, you know, professing about my faith in high school. Uh, and I, and then I was the one going to parties and then people were doing yeah. the same thing to me. Like, oh, you're a Christian, aren't you? Like, what would Jesus do right now? And so, yeah, I think. I don't know. I, I I agree. I thought a lot of hypocrites, but honestly, I wasn't around. I guess a lot of the believers that were for real serious about it. I think I was around a lot of people who were double-minded yeah. uh, in high school, and a lot of people who were unstable. I think a lot of those people really struggled in their faith because of their double-mindedness. They weren't uh, absolutely like in on Jesus, or they they didn't like receive the fullness of God and his love in that way. And so they were just trying to do their own thing. And I respect, I mean, we all well, go through that phase. And then there's also the other part of it where it's like, people are nominal believers, but they're not mature enough in their knowledge of Christ yeah, for to sure. understand that like, <clears throat> you know, looking at it from the side that I was looking at, it's like, these people are supposed to be Christians and they're professing Christ, yeah. but I see them slipping up in their day-to-day lives yeah. and they're not trying to live for Christ. Yeah. But that's the beauty of Christ. Yeah. Like we're we're called to be like him, but we are not mm, called to be him. Come on. Because if we could be him, yeah. then he died for no reason. Exactly. Hey, hey, preach that preach, brother. Hey, that that's <laughs> and that's where I was gonna go go to. Is it in John six fifty one, Jesus said, I'm the living bread that came down from heaven. Anyone who eats his bread will live forever. And this bread which I will offer so the world may live is my flesh. And so I think, you know, a lot of people, you know, well not a lot of people, I'll say some people uh, and the church really aren't eating the bread, like mm. eating the bread of life. I mm. think some people in the physical mm. church are spiritually living check to check. Um, and what I mean spiritually living check to check, I mean, they just go to church on Sunday 
and then that's it like they ain't gotta like they don't talk to god they don't got this thing where they they uh communicate with god on a daily basis they ain't really like, getting the word imagine if all you do is you go to a one all you can eat buffet yeah sunday morning and that's the only time you eat throughout the week yeah how are yeah. you going to sustain your life if that's all that you're getting into but also on the flip side of the coin it's like god died for those people who are living spiritually check to check those people will still I'm not saying those people aren't saying, like those people are children of God. Mm-hmm. It's just, they're not experiencing the fullness of God. And Absolutely. so, so like, yeah, man, I, I just, um, I'm not, I'm not condemning that person. That's not my goal here. My goal is to say that, yo, you are actually extremely loved by God and Jesus loves you so much that he wants more time with you mm-hmm. so that he can give you that abundant life, uh, that he talks about in John 10, 10, uh, a life that, you know, is absent of finding peace and comfort in the world. Uh, and things that that bring pleasure through my these earthly circumstances that fade away, but actually finding peace, joy, love, patience, kindness, all those mm-hmm. fruits of the spirit uh, from an eternal sense, from a spiritual sense that nothing in this world could really offer. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. I think um, God's people in the church aren't always an accurate representative representation of Christ, kind of like what you said. Uh, <laughs> people in the church should be the ones who admit their flaws and that they need a savior. That I think that's a part of the church is like. These people aren't saying that they're perfect. They're saying that they're they aren't perfect and they need Jesus. Absolutely, man. If I if I can interject, yeah. Go so for I was it. having this conversation one day. Me and this dude, we're sitting here, we're 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 smoking a joint, Uh-oh. right? And uh, this dude's like, "Hey, aren't you like one of those Jesus people?" <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, man, I am." And he's yeah. like, "So how can you sit here and confess Christ as your King?" And say that you you know you believe in Jesus and you believe He died for your sins, but you're still sitting here smoking this weed with me. Yeah. And I was like, look, I just need Jesus more than everyone else. Come does. on. Yeah. Hey. Like, and that's real talk. I was like, that's real, real talk. I mean, I don't know how else to tell you. Like, yeah. I I believe Jesus died for me, but I can't break away from my sin by myself. Yeah. Like I have to count on Christ to do that for me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of if you guys have ever read the book of Hosea. It's a it's a it's a book in the pro. Uh, it's a short book. It's a, yeah, it's a short book. It, it's in, in the Minor Prophets, at the end of the Old Testament, and it's about uh, God telling Hosea, who's a prophet, to marry a prostitute, mm-hmm. and this is supposed to be a reflection of the image of God and His church, mm-hmm. or God in Israel at the time. And um, Gomer is just doing her thing, you know, she cheating, acting crazy, living in the world, and Hosea just continually pursues her and in this marriage and it's just it's wild grace it's ridiculous and it doesn't make sense to most people and it freaks Pharisees out <laughs> in some sense is that ridiculous grace but man like God re- just like I keep saying ridiculously like scandalously chases after mm-hmm. his kids uh, and when, when they're your when they're his like he just keeps chasing after you um and that's just the first question <laughs> uh, we've been going on that but yeah that's good that ain't even really about service no anyhow <laughs> um what was the draw for you to help uh lead the youth group and serve so you know like i said earlier you know i, I prayed about it and yeah. god god gave me a very clear direct answer mm. and so i was like all right you know i'll, I'll go do this thing and at first like i didn't want to like at all i was like man i'm only doing this because, you know, I felt like I had made an arrangement with God. Mm. I was like, you figure this out for me, God, and then I'll do this thing for you. Mm. Which isn't the way that we should act. For sure. I feel like in our humanness, like, you know, what else are we going to do? Yeah. It, especially if we're nominal believers. Yeah. So I made this arrangement with God, right? And I start serving. And then I start realizing, like, as I'm discipling these young men that are coming up in Christ, um, 
what I was missing when I was their age. Mm. Because I got baptized in this church when I was like 18, 19 years old. But at that point in time, there wasn't anyone coming along that was like, hey, this dude just got baptized. You know, we don't know his background. We don't really care about his background. All we know is that he just got baptized. Mm. Did they follow up with you? No, no one followed up. And that was the thing. That was like, as I progressed in in the youth ministry, I realized like, if I don't follow up with these young men, they're going to follow down the same path that I did. Mm. Where you come to know Christ, but then you're like, what's next? Mm. What do I do next? What does it look like? Like, I grew up in a house where I didn't have a dad. Yeah. So I didn't have, you know, there was no man father figure. Yeah. So I didn't know what it looked like to be a man. Mm. I also didn't know what it looked like to be a husband. And I didn't know what it looked like to be a father. And and then I transitioned into my 20s. Yeah. When, I, you know, now I'm married. Yeah. I don't know what it looks like to be a man, let alone be a husband. Mm. And then we go along, you know, when I'm 25 and we have our first kid. Mm. And so that stuff drove me into this deep depression. And that that pushed me further into drugs and alcohol. Mm. And because of that, like, I want to be this example to these young guys. And, like, I know I don't do it right. Like, you were over at the house last night. Yeah. I mean, I'm sitting here yelling at my kid for, you know, clowning being crazy. He was acting crazy. <laughs> I mean, is, fair he enough. He was insane. But, <laughs> Love him. But, you know... I want to be that example. I want to, yeah. I want to show guys like, Hey, you can mess up, yeah, but you got to do it. You got to respond with kindness at the back end. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's, that's a good point. And I think, I mean, now that I'm like listening to you talk about this, I'm starting to realize that like, you know, maybe your call to serve was, I mean, obviously is out of a response to, you know, what the, the tribulation that God put with you in your childhood, mm-hmm. you know, and that kind of goes back to the point that it's like, there's a reason why we go through these trials. God wants to use those trials to help Absolutely. us to become the people that God's calling us to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and God uses those trials and James even talks about counting it all joy. Romans five yeah. talks about counting it all joy. <laughs> so it's like, man, that's, that's, that's tough, but we don't count joy in this, in the terms of, you know, Oh, I'm glad I'm, I have pain. No, I'm glad that it's giving me my faith a chance to endure my my faith a chance to grow mm-hmm. so that I can help so that I can minister. God can use me to minister to these kids. You and know? it's crazy because God was using me before I even professed that he was Lord of my life. Come on. Like this is like, you know, I, I was talking to another young man, it was it was a while back, but he was like, Hey, before I came to Christ, like I don't have a testimony before that. Well, what you got to realize is like everything, God has a plan for you. Like he says in Isaiah that he knit you together in his, in your mother's womb. Like he knows what you're going to do before you do it. He's omniscient. He's everywhere. Mm -hmm. So if you want to think that you don't have a testimony until after you profess Christ, you're, you're living in a lie. That's true. Because you have an entire testimony before that. You just got to think back and pick out where God was and what he was doing yeah. at those points in your life. Yeah. It goes back to Romans eight twenty eight, Like all things work together for all good. Things. And when it says all things, I mean, that means yeah. the, every, the whole, the, mm-hmm. the, the minuscule things, um, the negative things, the bad things, the good things, all the things. Well, when you look up the word all in Greek, it translates to all. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> That's it. Every, all things. Yeah. All. Every. Yeah. Pass. I, I remember that one <laughs> pass, for, for yeah. some reason. I remember that word for some reason. Uh, what was my draw to serve? Uh, I guess I, I'll, I'll kind of add in on to this. Um, I think, you know, as a young guy uh, who was trying to follow the Lord, um, kind of doing my own journey on my own, like I was just looking for community. Um, I really, I didn't really have a ton of Christian friends, I would say. And if I, I did, they weren't really near me. Um, I didn't have proximity and I was just looking for people to get around. Um, and I think serving is a great way to find community. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a great way to get around people. Cause I notice, especially as men, I don't know how about how women do this. Maybe it's true, maybe it's not. 
but I noticed that men uh, grow in relationship as they do work together. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I, I found this to be true, especially with a lot of, you know, we, we went to Canada or Mexico or whatever. And like, I have <laughs> core memories now with those people, the bonds that I will never forget. Yeah. And I think, you know, me and you even just like going to your barn and just working out, we have a podcast pretty much every time we work out <laughs> and, you know, it's uh, definitely a Bible study. Yeah. We have a Bible study every time we're bench pressing. And so <laughs> it's like, you know, we're constantly, um, as we're, you know, serving each other, as we're serving others, uh, I think it's a great time to, you know, just get to know people mm -hmm. um and that that definitely helps and i think honestly some people really are afraid to get involved i think some people really are afraid of human interaction uh with people that they've never met before and if that's your fear um this moment will be forgotten like if if, if all else fails it's gonna it, people are gonna forget well i don't know but Three generations from yeah now, yeah nobody's it's, gonna know it's not gonna matter i mean just try it would you rather would you rather miss out on an opportunity to make great friends to to actually help for a cause for the lord actually the lord's calling you to serve you're doing something for the lord you're storing up treasures in heaven um as you're faithfully serving to the lord or would you would you rather have that and take a risk or would you rather just sit home and um just be lonely and i think uh we we, we live in a generation full of lonely people and i think serving is a great way to get involved like just get to know people um and we need people we need relationships uh, I mentioned this before, but in Genesis it says it's not good for man to be alone. There's mm -hmm. God created us to have fellowship with each other. God created us to have communion with one another, and I think it's a great way to just stay in community, man. Um, and and church is a great place for uh, people to encourage you in your faith, uh, to challenge you in your faith, and to just have friends. Um, I think. I thought church people were kind of weird at first. I, 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 at least before I was a believer, I was like, man, I did not want to be around them Christians, man, because they too uptight. But I don't know, especially here, like, like we just be clowning, like we just be having, we just be having way too much fun, like more fun than I uh, could ever have imagined uh, when I lived in the world. So yeah, I don't know, it's just weird, weird how that all works out. So moving on to the next point, uh, Proverbs eleven twenty five says, whoever brings blessing will be enriched. So whoever is a blessing to somebody, they will be enriched themselves. One who waters will himself be watered. Um, so there's this effect to serving that has on our own lives. Um, not in a selfish way, not that we do this to make ourselves feel better. We're doing this unto the Lord. That's what a being a blessing truly is. That's what, what watering truly is. You're doing it unto the Lord, but the mm -hmm. Lord gives back. Um, so I guess my question is, uh, what fruit have you seen in your own life from serving? So there's different times of the week that I serve, right? So like mm -hmm. Monday nights we come, we serve meals to people in our community, and then we have a Bible study afterwards. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I don't know, you know, if you know DJ, yeah, you know that when you're serving with DJ, you're getting a word. Yeah, that's true. And DJ's so, our pastor. Yeah, yeah, our head pastor. I look forward to that time because that's when I get discipled. Mm. And like, if you're not being discipled, you wouldn't understand this, this feeling. But when you have someone feeding into your life that really wants to see you grow mm. and see you encourage other people, like you get this certain, I don't know, it's like this hype that you get. You're just yeah. excited about it. It's like, it's like before you go into a game, yeah. you know, you're like, oh, I'm gonna drop 50 on these these dudes. <laughs> you know, you just get you get excited. You're like, yeah, yeah let's do this. Yeah. So that's on Monday nights. Uh, Wednesday nights, we do youth group. Yeah. And youth group gets me excited for a whole different reason because this is the night. That I get to get together with this group of teenage boys yeah. that are coming up that uh, 
I get to feed into their lives. Yeah. Now I get to hear about how their week or it was. And like right now we're in football season. Yeah. So, you know, these dudes are talking about how the game was yeah. or, or they're talking about like, you know, oh man, we had to do all this crazy stuff at practice mm. and you get to, I don't know, I guess live vicariously through <laughs> what they're yeah, experiencing, yeah, yeah. which is kind of cool. But at the same time, like you get to give them a word that you hope one day is going to enrich their lives mm-hmm. that, and you get to see this growth in them. Like we have this one young man that comes to our youth group that um, I started discipling him, you know, it was just a few months at the end of, it was in the middle of the last school year. But like the growth that I saw him mm. get out of the, you know, we only met like five or six times. Yeah. But the growth that I saw this, him getting on the back end of that, I mean, yeah. it, was, it was insane. Yeah, there's something about like watching somebody grow that you're being intentional with. I don't know, it's special. Oh yeah, man, and it's like, I mean, if you don't have kids, you wouldn't understand. I don't. But yeah, like watching your kids take their first steps or like yeah. say their first words. And, and then, you know, eventually you, you hear your kid say their first cuss word that they heard from you. <laughs> so there's a backside of it. You know, there's 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 a side of it that's not so good. Oh, uh, man. But, you know, you get this sense of pride. Yeah. You know, which it's not it's not anything that I'm doing personally. Yeah. But it's it's being able to see God using me to enrich the lives of others. Mm. Like it, it just makes me feel useful mm. because I'm a tool in the toolbox of the biggest thing that there is. Mm. And so, Come on. you know, that's that's my Wednesday, Wednesday nights is feeding into these young dudes. Thursday nights, again, serving with DJ. Yeah. That's more discipleship, more time that I'm getting mm. in the word with him. So in both aspects of serving, you're being fed and you're feeding others exactly. and you're, you're seeing the fruit out of that. And, and it's like, you know, when I get the word into me, yeah then I get to go and share that yeah, with someone else. Yeah, yeah. And, and, it's, and it gets you so hyped because you're like, oh yeah. man, I can't. Because the way that God works is like, someone gives you a word and sometimes it's for you. Yeah. But then someone, sometimes he gives you a word that's for the next person. Yeah. Right? But they couldn't hear it from the person who gave you the word because they don't have that kind of relationship. Yeah. So it's like, I can tell you something that someone else can't tell you. Yeah. Because, you know, we're, we've been there. Yeah, 100%. Right? I don't know, man. It's, it's just this exciting feeling you get and you get to experience life in a whole different type of way than you would mm. when you're in the world. Like the only kind of discipleship I got before was like, hey, this is how you load a bong. <laughs> <laughs> there was the, there was evil discipling. Yeah, yeah. It's the, like there was discipling for darkness. Are we building into people for destruction? Or are we building people into uh, for good, for positive change? So you can disciple somebody for negativity or you Absolutely. can disciple somebody for positivity. And so, like you said, for those dudes out there or gals that like really haven't had that influence, haven't had a godly influence, haven't had a uh, somebody to actually be intentional in their lives to see, you know, growth. I think that's a huge deal, like because mm-hmm. they could they're either being discipled by the world or be, they're being discipled by the light or TikTok or TikTok. <laughs> and that's the world. The t- oh, yeah, TikTok, TikTok be discipling people in yeah. 60 seconds. They got a yeah. whole doctrine in 60 seconds. And man, like, yeah, if you heard it on TikTok, it's probably not true. I'm just telling you right now. <laughs> so, yeah, there's there's blessings on this side of eternity for serving, for sure. You know, we build relationships. People can eventually serve, serve us back. I mean, that's good, but that's not what we do it for, right? That's not what we do it for. <laughs> People can eventually serve us back. We tend to be more grateful for what we have when we serve. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we tend to be more busy, you know? We have things to do. Uh, and for some people, some people like to be busy. Some people don't. I don't know. I like to be busy. But when we're truly serving for Christ, we know that the I blessing... Hands are the devil's toys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? It's when we're not busy. That's when we... Yeah, yeah that's, when, like, oh, that's when we're getting into trouble. That's so true. <laughs> But when we are truly serving for Christ, we know that the blessing is 
uh, is for the the other side of eternity, right? Uh, for mainly for heaven. And you know, if we're serving a people, please, people can take advantage of you. Mm-hmm. People are going to hurt you, um, and you're just constantly going to be disappointed. You're going to be thinking that oh, they owe me this, uh, or you know, it's just you're you're constantly going to be in your head. Yeah, but uh, they only um, want me there so that I can move chairs. Exactly. It's like that's true. People <laughs> yeah. can have that mentality. They're like, yeah. man, I'm only doing this, and nobody's done nothing for me. That's selfish. Mm-hmm. It ain't about that. Um, but when your hope is laid in Jesus, what Jesus said in Matthew six twenty, but lay up your treasures in heaven, uh, where moth and rust uh, do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. Uh, you know that whether you are blessed on earth for your serving or not, it doesn't matter because the treasures in heaven are going to be so much greater than anything this world can enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, these things, like I said earlier, these things are just going to fade away. Um, you know, the streets are made of gold right in heaven we got it we got a mansion we got a mansion laid up for us uh and i don't know exactly what this treasure is um i don't know i don't know exactly what the treasure sounds like but i can tell you what i do believe the treasure is going to include and i think it's going to be a deeper joy in in our in the presence mm-hmm. of god uh, i think it's going to be a more enriched experience while knowing God better um, being closer to God's presence um, experiencing more of him I think that's what uh, the treasures in heaven uh, are going to include Um, maybe it's maybe it's things that you tangibly can use maybe it's an experience I don't know I don't know all the details but what I what I do know is that it's just going to be a lot better (laughs) it's going to be a lot better than what this world can provide and man um, and when you when your mindset is laid up on the treasures in heaven you're not Getting, getting butt hurt about the things people are wronging you about on the side of uh, eternity because as we said earlier Romans 8 28 all things work together for good mm-hmm. you know but that doesn't mean to let people trample all over you that doesn't mean you should be a pawn it doesn't mean you should let people bully you I'm not saying that but what I am saying is you know when you're serving it ain't about you it's about the king Absolutely. and um, that takes a lot of humility so I guess my last question let's say there's somebody out there you know who's maybe thinking about serving or they just don't care. Uh, maybe somebody out there on the fringe, um, they're, they're checking this out. Maybe it's a friend of mine um, that is, you know, doing their own thing. Um, and maybe, you know, there there's some encouragement out there for them to serve. Uh, what, what encouragement would you say to somebody out there who maybe looking to get into the community, maybe looking to serve in some type of way, maybe in a local church, maybe, maybe in their hometown? Um, I don't know, what would you say to encourage somebody to, to do that? Look, you don't you don't get clean before you get in the shower. Facts. Like if you're if you're thinking about serving, if you feel a move in your spirit, you know God wants to use me in a different area. But you're worried because like you're still in sin. You're still living that same life that you've been living. Don't worry about that. Yeah. Just go and do it. Just go and serve. Like it doesn't matter. Like, man, I can't tell you how many times I served while I was high. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I I'm dead serious. Like, I did. Yeah. And while I was high, like I probably learned more while I was high than, than, Mm. you know, than you would expect. Than being a religious Pharisee. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's like, this is the real me. This is where I'm at. You know, I'm presenting myself in front of Jesus where I'm at. Broken. And that's where Jesus wants us. He doesn't Mm. want, he doesn't want this cleaned up, polished version of us. That's like, I mean, you can shine up a turd so much, but at the end of the day, it's still a turd. And Jesus is going to take that turd and he's going to form it into something beautiful. Come on. Because only Jesus can do that. Mm. So my encouragement would be like, if you're thinking about serving, but you're, you're concerned because you're still living a life of sin and you're still doing, you know, 
all kind of like yeah. it, maybe it's not even you're doing drugs or smoking or drinking or whatever maybe it's just like pride and lust pride and lust or or you know you fly off the handle at everyone yeah, or like right. you're a major gossiper my point is like don't be afraid to serve because of your sins mm. don't let your sins hold you back from moving in the kingdom yeah because chances are if you're stuck in a certain type of sin God's the only one that's going to be able to deliver you from that. Come on. And that's when you're leaning on his strength and you're counting on him to do a blessing instead of trying to take care of it yourself. Praise God. We can't bless ourselves. Only God can do that. Amen. And the only way that God's going to do that is if you allow yourself to be blessed. Mm. Oh, yeah. That's so true. What was the phrase? Don't get... Don't clean yourself before you get in the shower. What, yeah. How's that go? Yeah. yeah. So the analogy pretty much is like, you don't have to come to church perfect. You don't have to serve uh, being yeah. perfect. Being perfect isn't the goal. Uh, it's just following your faith. If God's if God, if God's putting your heart to serve, go do it. You don't have to be perfect before you get into church. You don't have to be perfect before you serve. That's not, that's not what we, that's not the goal. That's not what God's calling you to do. God's just calling you to be faithful. God can use us in our mess. Um, Absolutely. And God loves you with your mess. Mm -hmm. God don't want you to stay in the mess. God doesn't approve of the mess, but he can use you while you're in your mess. That's, that's that ridiculous grace once again. So, one more story real quick go for it so we had this we had this person coming to the youth group right and um she seemed off one night yeah and so nick pulled her to the side and was talking to her and she's like look i've been using a lot of prescription drugs lately uh -huh. and so nick was like i don't know anything about this let me let me have justin talk to you this girl was high on xanax oh my god right at youth group and i had just got high on xanax that same day and so I was like, okay, God, like, what are you doing here? Like, and so I was ministering to this girl that was high on Xanax the very same day that I was high on Xanax. And wow. if you want to talk about a pure deliverance moment, like you can't replicate that scenario anywhere except for in service. Yeah. Wow. Um, how long have you been clean? Uh, it's been four years. Wow. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, man. That's crazy. Yeah. And it wasn't by my own power. Yeah. Like. Amen. Yeah. God, God has given each of his children the gift to do something in his body. Uh, God, uh, if you are God's kid, if you are God's child, he's He's gifted you with something. Uh, maybe, maybe you're a gifted teacher. Maybe you're gifted with hospitality. Maybe you're gifted at giving. There's so many different gifts mm -hmm. that God has given his children. Um, and for you to think that your mess is going to hold you back from god actually using that gift uh no. that's actually gifts come without repentance mm -hmm. and that's that's a scary thing because people can be using their gifts for the world's kingdom but god's yeah. calling us to use our gifts for his kingdom and god wants to set us free from the mess but don't let that stop you from actually using your gift for his kingdom so yeah man anything you want to talk about uh anything on your mind any final thoughts on this idea of serving uh, being a servant what does it mean to be a servant I would just encourage anyone who's watching that that's torn up about not even just service just like how to live life normally mm. like you know what does it look like to do you know whatever mm. like I would just encourage people find someone that you see that's doing it right and follow what they're doing mm. just look at the people around you and see like okay this dude's doing this and like I want my life to look like his just follow them around. Watch yeah. what they're doing. Learn how they learn how they move throughout their day, and see what keeps them ticking. Mm. It's kind of like when Paul said, "Like follow me as I follow Christ." Exactly. Like, yeah, 
because I think there's there's people who have been seasoned in the faith. There's people who have been walking with God for quite some time. There's people who have a wisdom that maybe mm-hmm. people who are younger in the faith, maybe people who are very extremely new to the faith, um, who don't that don't have that wisdom, and you know, just trusting that uh, God can use those people to disciple us in, in this time of eternity to help us to learn how to serve correctly, help us to learn how to how to receive God's love. Mm-hmm. Uh, and out of that receiving, we become free from the things that set us back from uh, going deeper with God, which is our sin. I think that's really how we truly get delivered from these things that are holding us back from going deeper into our relationship with God is is just receiving. I think a lot of times you wanna work, 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 <laughs> and say, how can I do better? How can I do better? But actually it's just sitting down with the Father and being like, Lord, I need you desperately. Absolutely. And, and uh, as we do that, we become more and more like him through his spirit and uh that's something that like people in the world like you're gonna hear that you'll be like you're crazy uh that doesn't make sense but talk to the people who have done that yeah. and um i tell you that's how it works I mean, um, it says in ephesians that grace is a gift from god yeah and it's given freely so that and it and it cannot be earned so that no man may boast about right. their accomplishments yeah i think about people who are trying to work to be the best believer they can in the church those people are the most anxious people I've ever met because they can never be held up to the standard of Jesus. Absolutely. It's, it's think about the amount of pressure that that person takes on to think that they can hold up the same standard as Jesus. (laughs) The amount of pressure, think about what Jesus had to do. And Jesus literally got killed. Jesus literally got killed by the religious people on Mm -hmm. the cross. The amount of pressure that Jesus had, he was literally killed in the most brutal sense, died a criminal's death along with people who were criminals. Um, that pressure is you weren't meant to take on that pressure nope but the only one that was meant to take on that pressure was the lord and savior jesus christ mm-hmm. the sinless lamb of god uh you're just meant to receive him uh eat from him uh jesus said the work he he asked for us to do is be, is to believe he just wants our belief mm-hmm. and sometimes y'all want to do the most for god but you don't even have a belief you don't yeah. even you don't even believe god could do it it's got to start out with the belief, man. Like yeah. you're not gonna you're not gonna be happy serving God, unless, yeah. you, unless you're like 100 percent convinced like God is absolutely real, and that's why I mean I think it's really interesting. Like it's kind of a trivial prayer that I prayed that yeah. got me jump started in the ministry, mm-hmm. but God delivered. And you know what though, there was a desperation in that prayer too. If absolutely. you think about that, yeah, there was. There was a desperation in that prayer because <laughs> you you were going through it. Yeah, I was going through. I was, man. I, I, in my opinion, that was a low point in my life. Yeah, like it wasn't the lowest, but it was a low point because mm. I was, you know, I'm I'm supposed to be a man, and like you look at the world's definition of a man. Yeah, I'm supposed to take care of my wife. I'm supposed to take care of my kid. Yeah, I'm not supposed to want for anything because yeah. I'm supposed to have all this money to do yeah. all these things, but I can't even get heat on in my house. Yeah, like I felt like a failure, mm. and I was like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah, on my own power. Yeah, and so I gave that power over to God. Desperate and desperation. Delivered. Yeah, and I, yeah, even in the same my my same story, like uh, I said, Lord, if you could take this away from me, like I'm all yours, and just that desperation, saying I'm all yours, like I give up, uh, that's where the power comes through, man. Absolutely, and that's what gives you the fuel to the flame to serve. Because if you ain't got that belief, if you ain't got if you ain't got the Holy Spirit guiding you to do that, um, you're you're just gonna be miserable. It's not fun to serve if you ain't got a spirit. <laughs> no, it's kind of difficult. It's it's pretty <laughs> difficult. It's like trying to trying to go into a swimming pool and not get wet. Yeah, and also <laughs> your your sin's gonna be like your sin's gonna make you not want to be there. Mm-hmm. But God can use you through the mess. I believe that. Absolutely. So if I was to have a call to action, 
if I was to say, you know what? We're called to serve, right? How do we become better servants? How do we know how to serve well? I would say this. You want to be great in the kingdom of God. You want to be a great servant. You have to commit to being a servant. And so where does this come from? Matthew 20, 26 through 28. Uh, it says, it shall not be so among you, but whoever will be great among you must be your servant. Mm-hmm. Whoever would be first among you must be your slave. Even as the son of man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. So if you think about Jesus himself, he came down to literally serve people. He came and washed feet. Yeah, man. Uh, and that that is that concept is crazy. Cause you know, okay, Justin, if you asked me to wash your feet right now, I'd be like, nah, dog. I washed your feet. But the thing is, your feet are in socks and shoes. Mm-hmm. And you probably showered today or yesterday, I would hope. <laughs> but he said <laughs> But but what I'm trying to get at is like these dudes wore sandals. Yeah. And they didn't shower regularly like that. And they was stepping in manure mm-hmm. and they was doing the most. They was out hot and sweaty. They ain't got AC. They be stinking. They got those nasty calluses all over the bottom of their feet. That's like, what I'm saying. Like pads. Yeah, they got. They're all cracked and dry. And they nasty. got cold. They got cold oh, feet. And they ain't got no toenail clippers. No. Nah, them jagged. Them, cold, them toenails be jagged, man. And so what, I, what I'm trying to say is, okay, so he's washing feet, right, at, at, the, um, at the Last Supper. And Jesus knows Judas about a dip his bread in that at the same time while he's thinking about betraying him Mm -hmm. and so he's washing judas's feet right and like man think about that like that dude is doing the most humble service to the person who's going to betray him to the people who are going to kill him that's that's the job of the lowest person on the The lowest exactly lowest person like that's like going to a high school and like being the janitor for a week but think about that that's what jesus said is great Mm-hmm. To be great in the kingdom of God is to serve at that standard. The last shall become first and the first shall become last. Exactly. And so Jesus wants us to be great. Great. He doesn't condemn greatness, uh, but it comes at the expense of letting go our own kingdom. Because mm-hmm. we, we can build a kingdom <laughs> on this side, but it's going to die and it's going to fade and it's going to fail and you're going to fall. But I tell you what, we have an uncorruptible leader in the name of Jesus. We have an uncorruptible leader who's going to reign forever for eternity and his kingdom will not fade away. And serving for his kingdom, that's what lasts forever. So my call to you is, if you want to be great, you have to be a servant of all. Uh, To be great in the kingdom is to be someone who takes the job that nobody else wants to take. Mm -hmm. Someone who who does the thing in humble service. I want to be great, but what's my what's my what's my version of greatness in my head? And maybe you need to think about what greatness is in your head too. That's that's what it all boils down to. What do you think about that? To be honest, what I was thinking about is like Patrick Mahomes is great. Yeah. But Jesus is better than Patrick Mahomes. True. But you know what's <laughs> crazy? So is a hundred years from now, no one's gonna know who Patrick Mahomes no, is. No, he's gonna be a number in a record book. But you know what? Jesus rose from the dead two thousand years ago. Absolutely. And he's just as famous as mm-hmm. he's more famous than Patrick Mahomes today. Absolutely. And that's crazy. Yeah. It's like the Beatles once said that they were more famous than Jesus. Mm-hmm. But if you ask the kids on the street who Paul McCartney is, they ain't gonna know who that is. But if you ask them who Jesus is, they're like, yeah, I know. I know. Mm-hmm. You mean Christianity? Yeah. yeah. They probably don't know what he did, but yeah. they know who he is. They they have an idea who Jesus is, but they. Yeah. I mean, the Beatles, man, nobody knows. Yeah, they're they're like, dead and gone. Got to be over thirty. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, man, uh, his kingdom has been around for eternity, Since and the it's beginning. gonna and it's gonna and it's gonna and it's gonna keep going. And you either gonna get along on a ride, or you just gonna take the you're gonna take the bus. Mm. elsewhere and to a kingdom that goes yeah to a kingdom that fades and then into hades 
and you ain't gonna wanna be there. That's outer darkness. Absolutely. We're all goodness and greatness and all the good stuff of life. There ain't none of that there. And the thing that you're gonna be pursuing for in that side, the thing that you're gonna be pursuing for on this side of eternity on earth, you're gonna have a craving for that for an eternity and it's never gonna be satisfied. It's never gonna be quenched. But when you're in heaven, all that goodness is on 10. All that goodness is on 100. <laughs> I can keep going. It's on a thousand. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's on a million. Yeah, it's on a million. <laughs> it's on infinite. All right. All right. So I'm going to close it up. Um, this is the first podcast back in a long time. Uh, it's been a minute. As, studio. As you can see, we had a new studio last oh. episode, like three months ago. And now we got a new studio again. The new, new. On the couch that when you sit back, you're like, yeah, you know, listen, this, this, oh, this setup, the couch is a little, it's a little unorthodox. But what I will say is for the moment, it looks pretty good, I, I think. So anyhow, next podcast, I actually don't know who I'm having on the next podcast. We'll find out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. Anyway, I hope to post again soon, but... I don't know, man. It's cool. It's a blessing to be with Justin. Justin's my homeboy. I appreciate you for coming on, man. You're that dude. One of my best friends out here. Um, I really appreciate him. He's been diligent with me since I met him. And uh, that just kind of attests to his servant-like attitude. So I appreciate you a ton. And I just want to give a shout out to Matt Elephant for helping me set up this. Shout out to Matt Elephant for setting up the studio with me. Uh, Matt, if you're watching this, I don't know if you ever will. But uh, I love you, man. And I appreciate you. And that's it. I don't. I don't know how else to end it. Yeah. Uh, it's a blessing to be with the Lord's people, sharing the Lord's word, and uh, being in His presence. That's the blessing. Uh, this is the Directed Sets Podcast. I'm your host, Dylan Tuttle. We're out of here. Peace, y'all. Peace.